traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. In the squadron, they called him bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Distinguished guests, please make your way to your seats. Dinner will begin shortly. Thank you. Hunter Biden work in the room at a state dinner at the White House. Enjoying himself, I'm watching him right now. Just walking around, shaking hands, waving, kissing people, air kisses. With the hot blonde at his side. He's got it made. Oh, there's his friend, the Attorney General of the United States. Hey, good to see you at work today. Woo-hoo-hoo! He gets to party last night at the White House. On the eve of his uh, guilty plea to a misdemeanor, a total sweetheart deal. In the meantime, (laughs) the Trump kids are being persecuted. Donald Trump is being raided, arrested. It's insane. And it's so dishonest. It's so unfair. And we can see it right before our eyes. Wow. And now we have this. We have this. The smoking gun. The the ultimate smoking gun text message. Now this. This they can't explain away. So that what they can't explain it, so they'll ignore it. But did you have you heard about this thing yet? Now, this did not come from the laptop. We don't know how it was obtained, but it's a WhatsApp message. WhatsApp. You have WhatsApp. It's um an internet texting device or test text texting um app, I guess you'd call it. And it's between Hunter Biden and some Chinese Communist Party official who also happens to run a great big investment company of some type. And it's a text message on July 30th of 2017 from Hunter to this guy in China whose name is Zhao, David Zhao. And um, according to Hunter, he's sitting there in Wilmington with his dad, the former vice president. Okay, again, July 30th, 2017. They're getting a little panicky, actually, because, well, Joe Biden is no longer in power, and maybe that just makes him a bit l- less lucrative, a bit less bribable. So <laughs> uh, this is the message. Are you ready? Uh, from uh, from Hunter to David Zhao. This was just released yesterday by the House uh, Ways and Means Committee. All right, here we go. I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled wow (laughs) tell the director that i would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand and now means tonight and z if i get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you zhang or the chairman i will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. Damn. <laughs> Who do these people think they are? What, well, what, what, are, what are they? I mean, they? They seem to be corrupt politicians. Uh, corrupt. This is, this is the way uh, corrupt people talk. 
You owe me money for that stuff I did. You owe me m- Tell the director. Who was the director? We don't know for sure, but it could be David Zhao's boss, some Chinese official. They were doing all kinds of business over there. At first, they denied it. Hunter denied it. They said he did no business in China. And then they said, well, he did some business in China, but he made no money. Then he said, oh, he actually lost money. He lost money in China. No money. He lost money in China. And then we found out from the House Oversight Committee that they got at least a million dollars and they split it up between Frank Biden, Hank Biden, this Biden, that Biden, Haley Biden, Kathleen Biden. And they said, well, he did make some money, but it was good faith money that he got from the genuine work he did for a legitimate Chinese firm. Um, this is, I don't want to say this is the beginning of the end. I mean, this is like the 900th and 99th thing that we have seen that implicates the Bidens seriously. And they're just skating by because, well, they have protection for the Department of Justice. They have protection from the media. And it goes on and on. But I don't know. I mean, I just don't know how much longer can they get away with it. Now, listen to this. Now that the Republicans are in charge. There's this great guy. I'd never heard of him before. Congressman from Missouri, Jason Smith. And he puts it all out there. Cut 21, please. I can now confirm that we have credible whistleblower testimony alleging misconduct and government abuse that is resulting in preferential treatment for the president's son, Hunter Biden. Mr. Biden has been under investigation for tax crimes that include evading taxes on income from foreign sources. Only the Ways and Means Committee has the ability to report this information legally to the full House of Representatives and thereby make it known to the American public. Excellent, Congressman Smith. Tell me more. Cut 22. Number one, the federal government is not treating taxpayers equally when enforcing tax laws. Number two, Whistleblowers claim the Biden Department of Justice is intervening and overstepping when it comes to the investigation of the president's son. And number three, these whistleblowers report they have faced almost immediate retaliation. This is dynamite stuff, and it gets even worse for the Bidens. Cut 23. The IRS recommended charges against Hunter Biden that included... Attempt to evade or defeat tax, a felony, fraud or false statements, a felony, and willful failure to file returns, supply information, or pay tax. These tax crimes cover an estimated 2.2 million in unreported tax on global income streams to Mr. Biden and his associates from Ukraine, Romania, and China totaling $17.3 million from 2014 to 2019. Mr. Biden personally received $8.3 million. How much did Joe receive of that? <laughs> That's the whole point. According to actually Hunter Biden, Joe may have received half. In one of his text messages to, I believe, his, was it his daughter or was it Haley or one of the Biden girls, he was all upset that he had to give 50% of his income to Pops. But um, uh, next cut, please. IRS investigators were told by U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf that because the evidence would be found in the guest house of former Vice President Biden, quote, 
there is no way, close quotes, a search warrant for evidence would ever get approved. Oh, really? Huh. They'll send in the tr- the SWAT team for uh, Donald Trump, but they'll never even approve. They'll never even. It's inconceivable that they would search not Joe's Biden's place, but Hunter Biden's uh, guest house. They wouldn't. They wouldn't even look. They wouldn't even conceive of it. Um. Hmm. This is very, very bad. It should be. Now I'm looking. I'm looking around. It's big news on Fox. Uh, elsewhere as well on conservative media. It's being downplayed by the New York Times by. Uh, the Washington Post, so the mainstream media, they are protecting him, um, big time. You know, it's, a, it's time to go back to the first debate, uh, Trump versus Biden. And a lot of things that we, well, we, we suspected were untrue then, now we absolutely know, okay? Absolutely know are untrue. Let's go with cut 25, please. This is Joe Biden in October of 2020. I have not taken a penny from any foreign source ever in my life. We learned that this president paid 50 times the tax in China, has a secret bank account with China, does business in China, and in fact is talking about me taking money. I have not taken a single penny from any country whatsoever, ever. Ever, ever. Why he's so emphatic about that is because, yeah, the money is not traceable to him. That's what he thinks, all right? <laughs> he takes his paycheck. There are lots of other ways to get money, all right? Sometimes they put them in cash and put them in – they make it in cash and they put them in bags and they meet in the parking lot. Or maybe they don't have to do that. Hunter, you know, it's all in the family. Listen to Trump. He's so on to it. He's so on to it. He's <laughs> way ahead of any congressional committee he knew. Cut 26. I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. I don't make money from Russia. You made three and a half million dollars, Joe, and your son gave you. They even have a statement that we have to give 10 percent to the big man. You're the big man, I think. I don't know. Maybe you're not. But you're the big man, I think. Your son said we have to give 10 percent to the big man. Joe, what's that all about? It's terrible. It is terrible. (laughs) Keep going. Twenty seven. No president should ever have to go through what I went through. Let me just say this. Mueller and 18 angry Democrats and FBI agents all over the place spent $48 million. They went through everything I had, including my tax returns, and they found absolutely no collusion and nothing wrong. $48 million. I guarantee you if I spent $1 million on you, Joe, I could find plenty wrong. Because right. the kind of things that you've done and the kind of monies that your family has taken, I mean, your brother made money in Iraq, me- millions of dollars. Your other bre- brother made a fortune. And it's all through you, Joe. And they say you get some of it. And you do live very well. You have houses all over the place. You live very well. He does. I've, I've seen, he, he lives like a rich man. He is a rich man. He has a lust for real estate. He said that in his own memoir. He has a lust for real estate ever since he was in college. All right. Everybody knows. He, watch how he dresses. Okay. He's always dressed. He ha- he dresses like he has money, even when officially he doesn't have money. The poorest man in the Senate. He said that a million times. Twenty eight, please. Vice President Biden, there have been questions about the work your son has done in China and for a Ukrainian energy company when you were vice president. In retrospect, was anything about those relationships inappropriate or unethical? Nothing was unethical. Here's what the deal. With regard to Ukraine, we had this whole question about whether or not, because he was on the board, I later learned of a Burisma, a company, 
that somehow I had done something wrong. Yet every single solitary person when he was going through his impeachment, testifying under oath who worked for him, said, I did my job impeccably. That's not true. Stop, stop right there. They, they were all raising questions about it. All, they were all embarrassed. They were, they, they were astonished that he would actually allow his son to do this when he was in charge of that portfolio for the United States government officially. They were besides themselves. Now, yes, they were circumspect about it and very much, well, you know, it did raise some concerns. However, it was the appearance of impropriety. Um, Joe is on thin ice, even with Barack Obama on this stuff. Keep going. He carried out U.S. policy. Not one single solitary thing was out of line. Not a single thing, number one. Number two, the guy who got in trouble in Ukraine was this guy trying to bribe the Ukrainian government to say something negative about me, which they would not do and did not do because it never, ever, ever happened. Stop. My son- but they could. They could. They've got so much on this guy. And China has so much on this guy. And is it why Joe Biden won't say anything critical of China and is giving billions upon billions upon billions to the Ukraine country, right? I mean, why Why are we so in so deep with what, why? Could it have something to do with uh, President Biden being compromised? You better believe it. Next. He- My son has not made money in terms of this thing about, uh, what are you talking about, China. I have not had it. The only guy made money from China is this guy. He's the only one. Nobody else has made money from China. <laughs> well, um, Joe Biden, your son's own attorneys have acknowledged that your son made money in China. And also acknowledge that Haley Biden, you know, your daughter-in-law that you're so happy that Hunter is hooking up with, right? You actually said that out loud. You said that to the New York Post, an official statement. We are happy that Hunter and Bo's wife, Haley, found each other while Hunter was still married to his wife, Kathleen. Yeah, this is a really bizarre, messed up and greedy family. And um, I think I think it's all about to come tumbling down. Give me a moment, please. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You know, unfortunately, uh, for American society, it's not a story until the New York Times says it's a story. And uh, the partisan dividing line is so strong, right? If it's uh, something that's harmful to a Democrat, they will downplay it. They'll hide it. They'll they'll debunk it. Right. They just we don't have um, there's no center anymore. There are no reasonable people out there anymore. I mean, look, I'm a partisan, okay? I'm rooting for one side, absolutely, but I don't ignore bad news about our side. And it comes a lot. I mean, a great example is Mary Trump's book on Donald Trump. The niece of uh, Donald Trump came out with this horrible, nasty book. And, well, the, uh, the fake news went bananas with it. Uh, I chose to uh, not ignore it. I read it and I, um, well, I, I, I went through it. I, I talked about how this is impossible. It's impossible that Donald Trump told his two-year-old niece that he cheated on the SAT. <laughs> it just it never would have happened, right? Uh, have I ever in my life cheated on an exam? Uh, well, not the SAT. 
but the answer is yes. Okay, I did. Uh, yes, I did. I did. I cheated. I didn't even have to actually, but I cheated on a geometry final. I brought in the proofs with me. Uh, let's see. What else did I do? I mean, yes, I have. Uh, I've looked at somebody else's paper. I've done those things. You know who does not know about it? Uh, my nieces and nephews. Until this. Until this moment, I never told cousins, relatives. I didn't really tell anybody. Uh, except the one guy I made arrangements. We were. Ch- I was, it was paper. I was, but nobody else. You don't do that. People don't tell their niece anyway. That was the big news in the book. And um, so our side doesn't ignore bad news. We uh, we confront it. Uh, we investigate it. Sometimes we do. Yes, debunk it. But the other side. I mean, this text message. This text message. Hunter, uh, direct to uh, uh, this Chinese businessman slash communist official. And he says his father is sitting right there. Oh, and we have this. It was sent July 30th of 2017. Uh, well, we do know that Hunter was, he wasn't traveling the world. He wasn't at some strip club. He was actually home that day. He was actually home in uh, Joe's house in Wilmington. We have that. We know it. It's been established. The Washington Free Beacon did a great job. These uh, thousands upon thousands of pictures that... Hunter uh, took it's on the laptop and we know he was there was the father there we don't know that but even if he wasn't there he's threatening these people we are going to do things my father and the people he knows are going to do things to you well who does his father know who's he talking about he's talking about Barack Obama right that was the most important biggest guy Joe Biden knew at the time right even probably still I think it's his boss what do we say about the Titanic situation by the way um now I see. I'm looking at this thing. Did you see how it's got like it's two pieces of metal screwed together? It was the junkiest, silliest thing. Never should have been put in the water. Now there's this thing going around that the Navy knew immediately, all the way back on Sunday, that this thing imploded and there was no chance of finding anybody alive. That's the what some people are saying about the Navy's analysis. I don't think that's quite true. The Navy heard something Sunday morning. They told the Coast Guard on-scene commander that we heard this. It sounded like an implosion. This is where we think it was. I don't think you call off the search at that point. Some people are saying, well, at that point they knew they were all dead. They should have just made it a salvage operation. No, I don't buy that. You have to keep looking. There's also the whole notion of family uh, notification. If you told me my relatives were in that thing and it blew up, I would have said, hey, keep looking. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Have you seen what I'm looking at right now? A uh, police car being rammed by uh, another vehicle in Los Angeles. Um, it this is a this is attempted murder. This is attempted murder. You got it's a um, looks like a white minivan try, ramming multiple times at a big intersection. In Los Angeles, a police car. And then it looks like shots are fired. I can't tell by whom. Certainly the police are totally justified at that point in shooting and killing this guy, although I don't think that's what happened. Um, an amazing sign of um, just chaos, a display of chaos, anarchy, and it just captures the moment, right? No respect for law enforcement. Where would people have gotten this idea? Usually, 
look, if you're a bad guy, you just stole a co- stole something, I get it. Okay, you run from the cops. But to stop what you're doing and take a vehicle and ram it into a police car multiple times, where would they have gotten such an idea? Hmm? Where, where, where would that have come from? How about everywhere, everywhere, this white supremacy hysteria, right? You know, if you go sign up for that crap, uh, which is dominating the New York Times, mainstream media, our culture right now, that we are a white supremacy, racist country, and the police are representatives of that uh, racist ideology. Actually, the police are leftovers from the slave patrol. There are serious I mean, they're crazy and lunatic uh, people, but uh, they're they're actually academics out there who say that, uh, yes, police, that's a vestige of slavery. And uh, they were they're there to catch slaves. And it's the same thing now. Um, It's incredible what's happened to our once beautiful country. What what does it mean now? The American way of life, truth, justice and the American way. What does that mean? anymore you have people apologizing for being white you have people uh just saying that we are the critical race theory that we're rotten to the core critical race theory says that america is rotten to the core well as i watch television now and i look at my phone we are kind of rotting to the core we've legalized shoplifting we've legalized shoplifting we've demonized police what is an insane place and you know what back to the uh, white supremacy stuff which is a phantom oh by the way i've said this many times white supremacy i hate it i absolutely hate it it is a corrupt sick ideology and the six people who believe in it off in the woods or maybe in prison um yeah i guess it's their right to be stupid the moment you break the law you get arrested but you have the right to think whatever you want in the meantime i'm seeing anti-white Hatred, anti-Asian hatred, anti-Hispanic hatred. Uh, and I don't think most people are racist. I actually think most people aren't racist. Most people overwhelmingly so. But it would look like we are really encouraging racism in a certain component of the African-American community. And it seems to be catching on. It does seem to be catching on somehow. And it's it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible, terrible moment. And too many people are shutting up. As the moment race comes up, it makes people clam up. They don't want to talk about it. They don't. And I understand because you say the wrong thing. Oh my God. Oh, 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 oh. Um, there's that. And you know who dictates what you can say and what you can't say? Uh, white liberals at the New York Times. All right. They, they create all these rules that you got to jump through and all these, uh, hurdles and obstacles and minefields. Uh, you have to talk about race. Yes, you may make a mistake or two. Most people, no matter what their color is, good people, they want to get along. They want the best for their families and their country. But we have been hijacked, hijacked by uh, the radical left. And uh, they are driving this country off a cliff. It's scary stuff. It really is. Um, and it doesn't have to be this way either, right? Um, you know, that submarine guy, Stockton Rush. Rush Stockton, what's his name? What was his name? Sorry. I wish those guys made it. You know, we were all thinking, gosh, maybe they could pull through. It looks like we knew pretty early on that that was not going to happen. Um, but he was one woke character. He was uh, saying, oh, I don't want 50-year-old white guys working for my company. I want uh, millennials. I want hipsters. I want uh, – because how are you going to inspire a 16-year-old? Ah, That was one of the most depressing things I ever heard, right? That, did Neil Armstrong – 
Did he not inspire people because he was a white man? Right? I think he, I actually know he inspired somebody who happens to be black. Ron McNair. Ever hear that name? One of my heroes happens to be black, happened to be one of the astronauts on the USS Challenger that blew up. Big Star Trek fan. Anybody who likes Star Trek is a, is a, is a friend of mine. James Cameron directed, um, Titanic and he's an amazing submariner. He goes, he went to the deepest point on earth, which I think is called the Challenger Reef, something like that in, uh, the, the South Pacific Ocean. It's like 35 Challenger Deep, it's called. And it's like what, 34, 35,000 feet. I actually saw James Cameron talk about this at the Museum of Natural History. It was really cool. I got to meet him. He was a big event sponsored by, well, his sponsor, Rolex Watch Company, uh, helped him make this incredible submarine, which was made out of steel. Oh, by the way, that's what you got to have submarines made out of, not fiberglass. The, the one that went down the other day was like this weird fiberglass composite thing. Anyway, James Cameron, this guy's amazing. Great film director, also uh, has conquered the deep. Listen to what he says about all this stuff. Cut eight. Many people in the community were very concerned about this sub, and a number of of uh, you know of the top players in the in the uh, deep submergence engineering community even wrote letters to the company, saying that what they were doing was too experimental to carry passengers, and that needed to be certified and and so on. So I'm I'm struck by the similarity of the Titanic disaster itself where the captain was repeatedly warned about ice ahead of his ship, and yet he steamed at full speed into an ice field on a moonless night, and many people died as a result. And for a very similar tragedy where warnings went unheeded to take place at the same exact site, with all the diving that's going on all around the world, uh, I, I think it's just astonishing. It's really quite surreal, and of course... P.H. Ph. Nargelet, uh, the French legendary submersible dive uh, pilot, a friend of mine. You know, it's a very small community. I've known P.H. for 25 years. Uh, for him to have died tragically in this way is is almost impossible for me to process. Wow. That's uh, that's hey. Last night on the Cats and Cosby show. This guy, Mike Reese, I'm not familiar with him, but he was on the Titan, and he actually went to the Titanic uh, successfully. Wow. Uh, let's listen to this. Cut nine. My experience, which was a little off, which is you have t- it takes two and a half hours to get down. You have three hours on the ocean floor and then two and a half hours to go back. And it's limited to about 10 hours at the most just because you have to come back in daylight so that your your ship can find the submarine bobbing in the water. So you have three hours down there, and we landed about 500 meters away from the Titanic. Just, and I heard that number again today, that the, uh, the submarine seemed to have imploded 500 meters away from the Titanic. So Correct. I, I recognize that location. But when you land there, you don't know where you are. You know, you're, you're in the darkest darkness you can imagine. And we spent two and a half hours just groping in the dark, using our best estimate to find where the Titanic was. 
And with 20 minutes to go before we had to leave, we stumbled on it. And, you know, I got the Instagram experience. We took a picture of the porthole and the anchor. We got, I got to see the bow of the ship. Uh, and then we had to go. Uh, was he happy with this? Was he, was he happy with it? Let's see a little bit more. Cut 10. We dropped like a stone. We dropped directly above the, uh, the sinking site, the Titanic site. But there are, in two and a half miles, there are underwater currents that will buffet you this way and that. And your compasses don't quite work right when you're down there. And so you're going on maps and using, just using common sense. Hmm. Common sense would tell me to not go to begin with, but, uh, that's just me. Let's see here. One more from this. Actually, what a fascinating guy. Mike Reese. Let's find out a little bit more about him. But next cut, please. My wife and I, when we heard the news on Sunday that the sub was missing and it lost communication, we knew it would be a bad ending. We, we knew that, you know, we tried to stay optimistic. We were interviewed a lot and tried to look on the bright side of things. But this was a very well-built sub and a very responsible company. But they were at the mercy of the harshest environments in the world. And when you start, when you hear one small thing goes wrong, uh, you know, it's going to have dire consequences. I don't think it was well made. That's the whole thing though. Okay. Mike Reese. Yeah. I've seen this guy. He's, uh, guess how he made his money as a comedy writer on the Simpsons. Those guys who, uh, got in- involved with the Simpsons, a bunch of these guys who went to Harvard and they, uh, they worked on the Simpsons. They're, some of them are billionaires. I bet this guy is too. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars a pop. Um, uh, let's hear uh, one more. I think it happened so fast, and you know, it's it's in the scale of things. It's a large sub that if if there was the slightest imperfection, a scratch or something like that, somewhere in the the entire complex vehicle, that could have been all it took to uh, to to make it implode well well uh and i don't i'm not signing up for this conspiracy theory that the uh navy knew about it but didn't tell anybody because they they wanted everybody to think they were alive to cover up for the hunter biden stuff okay (laughs) there's no way the media was like poised to cover hunter biden in a big way uh if this hadn't happened they would have found some other reason to bury the story which they're trying to do and why are they burying this story? What, what, there are three factors at work here. Okay. Three things. Uh, number one, they're, they're the regular customary liberal bias that's been around for a long time. Okay. Uh, number two, at this moment, this would dramatically help Trump because this is very real potential corruption as opposed to the fake stuff they generated around Trump. And, uh, the other thing is, They'd have to admit some serious, serious mistakes, um, the media, right? I mean, they have a vested interest in Joe Biden uh, not being held accountable because they didn't hold him accountable despite all the evidence. And, you know, they, they just took his denials at face value and no, no nothing to see here because Joe just got angry. Remember, they would ask him about this stuff. Was it in any way inappropriate for you to... uh yeah, your son and Barisma. No, it wasn't inappropriate. Look, look at this man. Look at Donald Trump. Look at this man. You don't know what you're talking about. That yelling actually worked for Joe Biden. Hate to admit it. Sometimes it does work. Um, uh, Jerry, hello. 
Um, hello, Greg. Yes. Yes. So the Supreme Court today took a case and reversed in the comp- a company's favor. A company was charged by the SEC only about 17 days ago, and the company was charged with something that's not good. And they appealed to the Supreme Court, expedited, and within 17 days, the court ruled today in the company's favor. And if you notice, it was conservatives that ruled. 5-4, the Roberts Court conservative wing ruled. So look how fast they can do something when they want to the court. And you notice with Trump's case from the August when they raided his house to two months ago, it's a state case, but it's a federal election interference issue. Easily they could pick it up and they could have picked up this federal case with Jack Smith. But you notice the court's not doing that. So uh, I think just like the 2020 election where we saw that Roberts and Comey Barrett and Kavanaugh, those are the other because Alito Thomas and Gorsuch all wanted to hear those 2020 election fraud cases, one from Pennsylvania, at least, is my understanding. But the rhino wing and the deep state, obviously, we have a deep state with those three justices. They're Republican, but they're rhino. Roberts, Comey Barrett and Kavanaugh are probably not going to help Trump, it looks like. It's up in the air, but it doesn't look good. You know, they, they should. No, they don't have to help or not help, but. Uh, Trump. I mean, they should be looking at the law. I was frustrated as hell that they did not take this case. I mean, it was right there sitting on the docket. I think it was Kelly versus Pennsylvania, and it was right there, and they should have looked at it. They could have looked at it, and you seem to know your stuff for this case. I never, I don't know anything about it. 17 days it took? What was the name yeah. of the case? Well, it's Coinbase. Okay, what? and everyone what? out there. What? what? Claim? Who? Coinbase is the crypto company exchange. Oh, okay. So yeah. everyone out there, the price already went up. I don't know if it's going to go up or down. Don't go running for it because it already went up. Take a look. Do your homework. But uh, what I wanted to say about this is just right. look well, at the next case coming up, the student debt case. Yeah, oh, the student debt case. Now, if they, if they, that that thing is going to be nine to zero, nine to zero, that's going to be uh, overturned. Don't you think they're going to get rid of that? I hope so. I think it, it has to. Real quick on the butt, I got to go. Okay, if they help Biden on this and give him a win, then we know they're in the tank. He's already won. He's already won on this case, right? It helped him in the midterms. It was a big, it was a big farce, a big uh, uh, mirage to get the young people to vote for him. It was a, it was a scam, and uh, I think he fully expects to lose on this one, and and he will. I'm willing to bet on it. Almost, Uh, I'll bet some crypto. Uh, No, I don't understand crypto. Thank you, Jerry. Smart guy. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Man, what a strange world. I'm looking at the White House briefing, press briefing right now. Now, we have mind-blowing new information that Joe Biden and Hunter were in on a bribery scheme together, okay, and that they were pressuring. uh, We have direct evidence, I mean, potentially direct evidence of Joe's involvement with Hunter leaning on the Chinese to get paid. After he left the vice presidency and um, I'm sitting through this press conference, it has not come up yet. Now, people are talking about this, even the New York Times. Turn up the volume for a second. It's got to come up any moment now. It has to. The West Bank and met with the victims of this uh, violence. Uh, All right. Called, uh, <laughs> not Trump yet. Saya. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, they, and consular officials have been providing. They talked about China and they talked uh, about the state dinner so far that they had last night. Look, I'll say it again for the. I don't know how many times. Have you ever seen this guy, Kirby? He's a very shaky-looking guy. Um, 
very much a kind of a car salesman with that with that tie right out of 1962. It's got it's it's got to be his grandfather's tie. All right, turn up the volume. When you have a situation like this, leadership is really required. Leadership on both sides to stop the violence um, and to be demonstrable in doing so. Um, so that the tensions can Where's be, Peter Ducey? That's what we want to see. Thank you. Um, the Israeli National Security Damn Minister, it, they're not um, doing it. They're not going there. This is this is whatever happened to pack journalism. Okay, we used to not like pack journalism. Now we want some pack journalism. We want relentless questioning about this uh this thing, the whistleblower. Let's actually hear from the whistleblower, can we? This is heavy duty stuff. They found out that um, this was not an investigation of Hunter. This was an investigation of some pornography company. And uh, th- th- there were tax issues, and, and it came up. And, and then Hunter's name or Hunter's IP address came up as a result of this investigation into a pornography company. So they didn't get out set out to get Hunter. All right? But uh, here are the whistleblowers because they found some real evidence of uh, – Wrongdoing, fel- felony, felonious wrongdoing by Hunter Biden, and they were told, stand down by their bosses. Go ahead. When I took control of this particular investigation, I immediately saw it, you know, it was way outside the norm of what, what I've uh, experienced in the past. Gary Shapley is a supervisory special agent for the IRS, where he's worked for 14 years. In January 2020, he was assigned to what he calls a high-profile investigation. Who's the subject of the investigation? I can't con- confirm or deny the, the subject of this investigation. Why not? Because, you know, part of the tax secrecy laws don't allow it. Shapley can't say it, but CBS News has learned the investigation was the probe of Hunter Biden by the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney in Delaware. Senior Biden administration officials have vowed to let it run its course without interference. It's not restricted in his investigation in any way. But CBS News has obtained this letter Shapley's lawyers sent to Congress Monday alleging irregularities in DOJ's handling of the investigation. Shapley is seeking legal protections from Congress so he can share specifics of his allegations. There was multiple steps that were were slow walked at the uh, direction of, of the Department of Justice. Had you ever encountered that before? I have not, no. These deviations from normal process, and and each and every time it seemed to to always benefit the subject. Shapley says he decided to blow the whistle after a heated meeting last October with federal prosecutors. It was my red line meeting. It just got to that point where that switch was, uh, was turned on, and I just couldn't silence my conscience anymore. Did you let prosecutors know you were unhappy? I don't think I can answer that hunter biden has denied any wrongdoing yeah of course he does (laughs) uh but that's about to change he's going to admit some wrongdoing right i didn't do anything okay i did a misdemeanor okay uh and ultimately yeah he's going down greg kelly entertaining and informative on the red apple podcast network Is he serious? He's really doing it. That guy named Will Hurd. We talked. I talked about that guy yesterday on the uh, here, and we played his big campaign announcement. Uh, I'm sorry, I can see him running for fourth grade uh, substitute teacher, but he is no president. He's 45 years old. He's two, three terms in the U.S. Uh, Congress. So what? So what? You're going to go up against Putin. You're going to go up against Xi. 
Now, the thing is, this is irresponsible of these people because, you know, lightning could strike. Some weird stuff could happen, and this guy could be president, and he has no business being president. None. You gotta be a, I, I, you know, to me, you gotta be like one of the wisest people, one of the smartest people in the world, right? To be president of the United States. You know, Eric Swalwell ran for president. You know, Bill de Blasio runs for president because it's fun. It's fun. You get to run around, you know, saying stuff, um, getting on planes, getting off planes, getting into cars, getting out of cars, <laughs> just going around talking, complaining, not having to produce anything. Uh, no deadlines, oh, by the way, you know, just, uh, just nothing, nothing. It's, and why did this guy, why is he running? The political pros will tell you. He's got a good email list. He's got, uh, some donors. He's got people who like him, who give him money. And he's a person of color. Uh, those are the three that, that, that's, that's very, very valuable these days. How many people are running for president now on the Republican side? Fifteen. And none of them, I think they're all hoping and praying that something really catastrophically bad happens to Trump. And quite frankly, we just saw, I think, the worst thing that can happen. <laughs> Arrested by federal authorities and this espionage case. It's not going to disrupt the campaign. It's probably not going to disrupt the Yes, he has an August 14th trial date, but that's a formality. They have to say that. They have to just, they have to pencil it in. Uh, as soon as the lawyers start saying um, this, that, and the other thing about how unfair this case is, and they're going to move to adjourn, they're going to move for this, they're going to do various motions, right? Various motions will be will be put into play, and that means it's uh, it's going to happen way after uh, the election in 2024, which I guess is coming up. Hey, does anybody know who uh, Leslie Wolf is? Leslie Wolf should be the most famous person in America right now, but you can't find a damn thing about her anywhere. Leslie Wolf is the assistant U.S. attorney who it looks like ran defense for uh, Joe Biden. And uh, as those tax authorities were finding out all kinds of crazy information about Hunter, uh, she stepped in and said, uh, you better cool your jets here. Uh, you're not going after the president's son. No, that's not going to happen. Uh, that kind of thing. And it's not supposed to work that way. It doesn't work they with the Trump people, right? It does not. Um, so this should be the biggest story in the world. We're monitoring that press conference, uh, at the White House. Can you believe it? All those, uh, tough reporters not asking about this totally amazing, shocking, should be front page news, um, should be front page news, news, the tweet, the tweet, uh, my tweet. You can find it on my Twitter, by the way, at Greg Kelly USA. The text message between Hunter and David Zhao. Uh, Chinese, uh, official, um, businessman slash communist party official, July 30th, 2017. I am sitting here with my father and we would like to understand why the commitment has not been fulfilled. What commitment? Sounds like it's a financial thing. At this point, we already know that a million dollars had been split up among the Bidens. Um, tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand. And now means tonight. <laughs> hey. It's morning in China, pal. Um, and Z, he calls him Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows, which would be the president of the United States and basically everybody else in government and media and, 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 and corporate America, um, uh, you know, and my ability to forever hold a grudge, 
that you will regret not following my direction. That damn near sounds like a, well, that's a terrible threat. How about that? Holding a grudge <laughs> to forever hold a grudge. I don't think I hold any grudges. I don't think I could forever hold the grudge. You have to forgive everything. Hey, we all do stuff that we want forgiveness for, right? We all want to be forgiven for the, you know, the, the unfortunate things that we all do. And that's why it's incumbent upon us for us to forgive others. Absolutely. So Hunter, they need so much help. They need so much spiritual help. They really do. And I, you know, I'm just surprised, you know, he's the president of the United States. Never talks about the ultimate solution, and I think it's because he hasn't found it. God, Jesus, he has not. He's not. It just it's 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 right there, but he hasn't found it yet. I really hope he does get it. And oh, by the way, it doesn't mean everything's perfect. Believe me, it doesn't. You're gonna, you're still a human being, and you're still gonna screw up like crazy. Uh, Tony and Clifton, welcome back. Hi, Greg Kelly. So Hunter Biden at the dinner at the state dinner it was so funny because he's there as this poster child for tax hoarding gun thug thugging when really we know he's like a money launderer and it's just such a, a such a such a joke poster child so in fact the money laundering is something that's really going to get him because money laundering in 2020 there was a money laundering act that was revised to include all the whistleblowers and that includes um, you get a certain percentage of whatever's recovered. So money laundering is taken very seriously. Obviously, tax, not paying your taxes is just being dismissed. So I think this will be a very big thing because many corporations and financial institutions have gone through very big fines for this type of thing. He's in the big leagues now. Big companies like Deutsche Bank. I, 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 I tend to agree, but this has been going on for five years, and this is what they've come up with. And we know from these whistleblowers and, and, and common sense that they are protecting him. They there, there are privileges being the son of the sitting president of the United States. This is one of the reasons why they wanted the big job, by the way, for this kind of protection, because they knew there would be heat. And... Um, uh, so I don't know about that. I mean, I, I, I hope you're right, but I, I, I don't know. You say that corporate America, like they're going to, how, how do they fit in here? So corporate America has all these companies that are listed when you Google money laundering have all paid big fines. And in 2020, with the update on the tax floor, it, it took up the whistleblowing. It put in a whole whistleblowing provision. So they have paid big time taxes. It is not gone away for them big company all right but so federal law something- enforcement federal law enforcement is not aggressively going after hunter on that if at all no, i mean this is it the investigation coming- the investigation the federal investigation federal law enforcement investigation of hunter biden is over it's over we know that we heard it from his lawyer all the experts i talked to when the justice department says this is an ongoing probe they don't mean it they mean that they say that so that they don't have to turn over anything to the to the oversight committee to the House Ways and Means Committee because they'll they'll use that as an excuse. Um, but we know that Lisa Monaco and and um, what the hell's his name um, Garland they're they're protecting him. It's obvious we can all see it. So the only thing that and even the House Ways and Means Committee they're talking about oh new legislation you know I, I, the, the, nothing's going to happen. There will be no accountability. Um, 
maybe political accountability, you know, maybe there's smoking gun proof of uh, corruption or maybe there's more. But I don't see it uh, doing all that much right now, although it should. and We can't give up. Um, Christine, welcome back. Hi, Greg. Happy Friday. Well, we'll uh, put this uh, Hunter Biden corruption scandal aside. Um, I saw you had uh, Riley Gaines on the other night. And I just want to tell you, there's an easy way, us, we the people, we could eliminate trans females from uh, elite level women's sports, Greg. And we just need to focus on the IOC, the USOC, and the NCAA. If those three organizations will ban trans females from sports, all the other sports will follow. Well, like they're not. The NC, did you say the NCAA? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they are the wokest. They are the chief offender here. I mean, they're they're that 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 whole culture that they've created, Leah Thomas. So I don't think it's going to change. I mean, they they're the drivers of this madness. You know that, right? And the Olympics too. If the Olympics ban it, then all the professional sports and all the other uh, sports organizations will too, like the United States Bowling Congress. Who- you know, the Olympics, I don't know. I mean, the Olympics aren't what they used to be. The Olympics are not what they used The Olympics were a big deal, I think, when it was every four years. You know, they had the winter and the summer games in the same year, right? That was exciting. I don't know. Now that they're, now that they, they stagger them. So you have the Winter Olympics in 2022 and the, the Summer Olympics in 2024 and then the Winter Olympics in 2026. Every time you turn around, it feels like it's the Olympics and they've lost their mystique. They've lost their, uh, it's, it's not special anymore and it just kind of stinks. I don't know. I, uh, and they're, so they're not the driver, but people watch college sports all the time. It's much more, um, central. Well, not to my life, but to the, the sports life of America than the Olympics. And if they, if they stay woke, uh, this is going to stay a problem. Christine, thank you as always. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. NCAA, NCAA. And can you imagine that they actually came up with the, the NCAA is supposed to be in charge of, uh, the rules and regulations, which to me means, uh, whistles, um, you know, powder in the field for the lines, uh, making sure the net, uh, works, you know, I, I don't know, the height of the backboard, all that kind of stuff, you know? You know, the starting gun, making sure that's all loaded, making sure the hurdles are uh, of, of industry standard. But now they're figuring out how many, uh, how much testosterone blocker people like Leah Thomas should be taking, uh, testosterone suppressant and estrogen. This is so wildly outside of uh, the national, what does NCAA stand for? The National Collegiate Athletic Association. It's in, it's just um, it's insanity. It's almost as insane as Joe Biden standing up there talking about transgender kids at the State of the Union address, right? It's um, what's the word? Perverted. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You know they have summer camp for uh, three-year-olds. They have summer camp for three-year-olds. I didn't go to camp until I was, uh, what was I, 11. I hated it. Uh, I didn't hate it that much. I hated it at first. I learned how to water ski at camp, and I became a pretty decent swimmer at camp. You get to learn kind of neat things, but uh, three years old, she's going to camp? Yeah, she's going to camp. Now it's day camp, and it's basically uh, nursery school in the summer. 
Okay, it's like you know, uh, but it's nice, and uh, I get to walk her because I don't know the schedule is such that I can walk her to nursery school, and we have a nice little chat on the way. She tries to talk me into not dropping her off at nursery school. She wants to make a break for it. <laughs> can we do something else? Can we uh, can we go back to Coney Island? She was in Coney Island not too long ago. She likes Coney Island. No, we got to go to camp. We got to go to this nursery school thing, and. And she does not like to be left uh, there. I have to stay for about 10 minutes. It's a, a, a gradual retreat. And, um, it's, it's, it's fun though. And you got to sit on those little mini chairs, you know, those really super kid sized chairs. And you, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And, um, it's, I, she has the same reaction I did at nursery school. I was terrified. I did not want to stay. Uh, actually, she's much better than I was. I would uh, walk out of nursery school, St. Mark's School in Rockville Center. I would walk out. I remember my – I got used to it a couple of months in. Um, my dad would drop me off, actually, and my mom, too, sometimes. And it was uh, – yeah, St. Mark's stool, School. What was her name? Mrs. O'Toole was one of my instructors. Very nicely. They had two, two instructors uh, for one nursery school class, and I think they have three uh, for this little group, and uh, that makes a lot of sense. Anyway, uh, where are we? Where are we? Um, may we have uh, a little bit of music from last night, please? Distinguished guests, please make your way to your seats. Dinner will begin shortly. Thank you. Yep. The site of the uh, state dinner for the Indian Prime Minister, and there is Hunter partying his ass off. This is not really party your ass off music, right? But this is fine dining music, and he's walking around in the tuxedo, and he's um, he's hanging with the uh, with the attorney general. Hey, do me a favor. Let's go to the White House right now if we can. There is this press conference going on, and I think the whistleblower ca- complaint has finally come up. All right, go ahead. There are things here that he has done in the last two years that we have talked about over and over and over again. This is, gives him an opportunity huh? uh, to do it in a way that he talks about it in a fulsome, in a fulsome. All right, if you, if that was will, quick. Uh, uh, Let me guess. No comment, and then they went back onto healthcare and stuff like that. No comment. No comment. Does that work? Remember the uh, Monica Lewinsky did no comment work for that no as a matter of fact it didn't even in the clinton administration they had to bring out a new spokesman who handled all those questions every single question you had about uh monica Lewinsky, this this guy would answer or not answer whatever but they made somebody available um you can't just (laughs) did the trump administration say no comment when it came to this stuff no they they handled these questions it's kind of amazing yeah white house refuses to comment on on whistleblower testimony well we will uh, we will comment and we will amplify what the whistleblower said. And just to remind everybody, what happened was the House Ways and Means Committee. They talked to the uh, IRS workers, and this is what they told them: Cut twenty-one, please. Jason Smith, Republican of Missouri, Chair of the House Ways and Means, go ahead. I can now confirm that we have credible whistleblower testimony alleging misconduct and government abuse that is resulting in preferential treatment for the president's son, Hunter Biden. Mr. Biden has been under investigation for tax crimes that include evading taxes on income from foreign sources. Only the Ways and Means Committee has the ability to report this information legally to the full House of Representatives and thereby make it known to the American public. 
Well, well done, sir. Let's see what happens with that. A lot of uh, Washington, D.C. right now is yawning. That doesn't seem right. Hey, you know what I'm looking at? I'm looking at a, a, a young girl. She's about 14 years old. And all of the skin and muscle have been removed from her forearm. Why? Because she's having a, a what they call a phallus plasty. A phallus plasty. That means making a fake penis out of the forearm muscle and skin. Transgender surgery, right? Trans, becoming a becoming a man, becoming a boy. This is horrendous stuff. So harmful. We have no idea what we're doing. Now, a movie that actually summarizes all this, you may have heard, has been sidelined, uh, a documentary depicting the negative effects, negative side effects of gender-affirming surgeries was removed from AMC movie theaters. The movie was called No Way Back, and it's an important film. It's called No Way Back, The Reality of Gender-Affirming Care. You can find this online and find out more information because I think everybody's got to see this stuff. This is hurting children and the government is encouraging it greg kelly entertaining and informative on the red apple podcast network you know there's this uh website called pro publica i mean pro publica pro publica some sort of uh, left-wing uh, alleged journalism site but um it's really a uh, democrat operation and uh, far left democrat operation and right now they're out to uh, take out conservative supreme court justices hey for just a quick moment here being a supreme court justice it's a an appointment for life right it's an appointment for life um i've always been kind of confused by this they don't make much money in terms of what high powered lawyers can make john roberts the chief justice was making 1 million dollars a year when he was appointed back in 2005 to the court uh, in the civilian world. Now he makes about $235,000, I think, a year. I always assumed that these guys would never have to pay for anything again in their life, all right? That the food was provided by the uh, Supreme Court. Uh, they get car and driver. Do you know they don't get car and driver? They got to drive themselves to work. I think the Chief Justice might get a car. Anyway, what are they doing? They're trying to say, and these guys, they, uh, <laughs> they're not living large. Uh, Clarence Thomas went fishing with a guy in upstate New York, and they tried to make a federal case out of it. Samuel Alito went fishing with a guy in Alaska, and they're trying to take him out over that. I mean, if I were a billionaire, the last thing I would do is go fishing. I want somebody else to do the fishing. I, I know people love to fish. I am not one of those people. But he went fishing. There's a picture of him with a fish. I mean, what could be – it's a very wholesome thing to do, fish, Right. It's not like they found him in a strip club or something like that. Anyway, he wrote an article defending himself from all this nonsense because, yeah, this is like he's inappropriately accepting a ride on a private jet. I guess he took a ride on the private jet. You know, if the guy owns the jet, it's totally okay. All right. When you get into it with like his uh, RJR tobacco, RJR rentals, are they, do they fly the jet? No. If it's an individual, it makes it a hell of a lot simpler. But Judge Justice Alito actually wrote this out loud. He wrote a letter in the, uh, not a letter, a little piece in the Wall Street Journal. He says, ProPublica has leveled two charges against me. First, that I should have recused in matters in which an entity connected with Paul Singer was a party. And second, that I was obligated to list certain items as gifts on my 2008 
financial disclosure report. Neither charge is valid. Wow. This is all the way in 2000. He goes on a fishing trip in 2008. That is um, 15 years ago. <laughs> Recusal. I had no obligation to recuse in any of the cases that ProPublica cites. It's embarrassing that this guy actually had to read the piece. First, even if I had been aware of Mr. Singer's connection to the entities involved in those cases, recusal would not have been required or appropriate. ProPublica suggests that my failure to recuse in these cases created an appearance of impropriety, but that is incorrect. There is an appearance of impropriety when an unbiased and un... Brother, all right. (laughs) This is very very technical and weedy. Uh, Suffice it to say... He's not apologizing. He's allowed to go on fishing trips if that's what he wants to do. And same goes for Clarence Thomas. And ProPublica will be out of business very, very soon. Uh, terrible website. Terrible articles. Uh, they go on forever and say nothing. Peter, welcome back. How are you? Not too bad. How are you? Fine. What's up? I hope you can hear me. Uh, what's up? The, the, the problem with the media is that it's nothing works without a functioning fourth estate. And they don't seem to be able to be shamed. But on the other hand, when you, when you look at Democrats, they go on any kind of show, they all talk the same thing as if they have a sheet to say, these are the things that we are going to be talking about. doesn't matter whether you're on CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, doesn't matter. So we need to, as a united front, ask any. One. Ah, you're breaking up, two. Peter. You told me it was going to be a problem hearing you. I can't hear you. What are you doing? I'm on the Staten Island Ferry, so let's... Ah, oh, Peter, come on. All right, now get back to the ferry. Feed the birds, all right? Come on. Uh, let's go to uh, Sandra. Hi, Sandra. Hi, Greg. Before I forget, um, when you go to your next place today, can you try to find a federal ex package that I sent to you? You sent me a Federal Express package? Did on Monday night. It's something related to history. I think you'll like it. Oh, you're yeah. so nice. I Thank like- you very much. I have, I'll look around for it. Uh, the mail and me are, uh, hey, you know, I, uh, I hope uh, you find. All right. I'll look for it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I can't wait. Is it edible? Um, no, it's not oh. edible. It's, you know, remember those flashcards that I shared with you that I did in my car? I don't tell me I want to be surprised when I open it. Thank you so much. You're so kind. What else is going on? So, you know, don't drink and drive. Don't smoke and drive. It's a public safety concern because the statistics are saying now that in the four states that legalized marijuana, there's been a 22% increase in fatal road crashes. And they say it in the insurance records. There's a lot of studies saying this. And this is only four states. So the more states that legalize it, the worse this is going to get. So we need to create policies and public health programs to curb the potential harm of using drugs under the, you know, driving under the influence. I mean, you know, and also I think about walking in the city. Those mopeds that are going by and the bikes. I know, I know. Sandra, you spend a lot of time worried. I know, I'm worried too, and you raise some good points, but I don't want you to worry too much. I mean, um, you know, the mopeds. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. There's a lot How going do you know on. They're not high. I, I can't stop everybody and give them drug tests. I mean, I know, I know. You're right. It's happening. And those e bikes and. 
Look, it's one of the reasons why I'm thinking about getting out of the city across the street. Happened to me, actually, was it, uh, it was this morning, actually, a guy came up very, very fast. Oh, and something else happened that was very weird. Very weird indeed. So I was, um, running. I was doing my exercise and, uh, my exercises. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, one of those guys who's always telling you to, to, to take a carriage ride, he wasn't an actual horseman. He was a guy trying to sign people up for the tour. Anyway, he turned and he raised his fists and he, he kind of came at me and he said, well, I thought you were coming at me. And um, I know what he meant a little bit, because sometimes if you approach me from the right rear quarter, there's a certain spot that if you come at me from that angle, it will scare me and startle me. And, you know, I'm like, oh, well, and I turn around and if I see I'm, I'm, I'm surprised to see somebody there and it's it can be very quite frankly. This has happened to me several times, and uh, so that's why I gave the guy a fist bump and everything was cool, um, because I've been there. You know, it was particularly embarrassing. I mean, it happened a couple of years ago, but the individual behind me happened to be black at one point, so it seemed very much like I, it, was a, it was a race thing when it wasn't. I'm like, it's a neurological thing. It's in my head. Anyway, uh, we didn't fist bump at the end of that exchange, unfortunately, but it was totally neurological. Um, uh, <laughs> anything else, Sandra? Yeah, I want to. This is amazing. Did you, if you want to hear this, uh, wait, stop, 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 stop. I just got this information from the White House. Are we ready? Oh, this is good. All right. So James Rosen just asked uh, Mr. Kirby, the press secretary, about the whistleblower, about the tax whistleblowers, the IRS whistleblowers who say that everybody's protecting Joe Biden and they stopped the investigation. And, uh, all right. Let's, let's listen to what happened. The House Ways and Means Committee yesterday released documents, their authenticity nowhere challenge. Uh, that included a July 2017 WhatsApp message sent by Hunter Biden to Henry Zhao, a Chinese Communist Party official, which stated in its entirety, and I quote, I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand and now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father, unquote. So just a couple of questions about this. First, does this not undermine... Uh, the president's claim during the 2020 campaign and the reaffirmations of that claim by his two press secretaries since then that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with him? No, and I'm not going to comment further on this. James, James, let me just, let me save you some, let me save, let me save, let me save you some breath. If you're going to ask about this, I am not addressing, I don't, I know you do more than I'd like you to have. I am not going to address this issue from this podium. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. What? That's it? Well, good for James Rosen for asking the question with authority, with complete accuracy and civility. Oh, by the way, this is a legitimate question. This isn't something he got off of some blog. It was produced by the House Ways and Means Committee. And what the hell was that all about? I'm not gonna, I'm not going to address this from this. Have a nice weekend, everybody. 
sticking their head in the sand. You think this is going to go away? You know, maybe it will. Maybe it will. This strategy, I guess it works for them. And it, is it going to work this time? James Rosen was the last reporter it looks like they called on. And then, boom, he runs away. Boom, that's it. Well, this is not it. And did you hear that stuff? This is dynamite stuff, that text message. And close your eyes. Can you see, can you imagine Hunter sitting with his dad in Wilmington, texting some guy in China, demanding money? I certainly can. Hell, I'm reading the text message. It's right there. Well, you can't prove uh, Joe Biden was actually in the room. Hunter was on drugs at that time. Okay, fine. Let's say he wasn't in the room. Same difference. He's threatening them with the power of his father, the power of his father and his father's connection to Barack Obama and basically all of government. It's amazing. Following through on your commitment. At this point, we know, thanks to the House Oversight Committee, that the Bidens had received nearly $3 million from China. But they had a big problem. Joe Biden was then the ex-vice president of the United States. And they probably didn't want to pay him anymore. Hey, this guy's out. This guy's on his way out. He's uh, 78 years old. He's not going to be president. Why the hell are we paying the Bidens? And they were mad. They wanted that money. You promised us. You promised us when we had power. And now we don't have You've got to pay. <laughs> well, that was very satisfying, at least to listen to the question. But it shouldn't be just James Rosen. It should be every single person in that room. Whatever happened, whatever happened to a good old feeding frenzy, right? A good old feeding frenzy when everybody comes and pushes the same thing. You know what I mean, Barbara? Hello. I know exactly what you mean because I've seen feeding frenzies happen and they can be so, so effective and we do need that now. And I was calling because earlier I heard you talking about the, the police car being rammed in California and you were talking about the chaos that we see. And I wanted to quote in Corinthians, it tells us, our God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. And also, I once heard Archbishop Chaput from Philadelphia State, we know that chaos is of the devil. And that's what we're seeing all all throughout our country in the failure to enforce crimes, in the behavior that's allowed, and what you're talking about right now. That is chaos. That is not truth. That is not true. That is not peace. That is chaos. And each of us has an obligation to make sure that we have as much order in our lives as we can and keep out the chaos. And it starts in our home, in the culture that we have in our home, not to have a chaotic home, but to have order and routine and truth in our home. And from our home, we go out to our churches and help our churches to have order and to fight chaos. And then in our schools, which thank God we see so many people now fighting the messages, the chaos that is being foisted on our children, we must again return to order, that order which God gave us when he created the earth and he separated the skies and the sea and the land and the mountains and man and animals. We need order again. We cannot tolerate more and more of this increasing chaos. Barbara, I think it's time you wrote a book, and I can't wait um, for the audio version. You have such an amazing voice and obviously so much wisdom. 
Um, I hope you think about that. I mean, let's face it. You got a lot to say. You say it so beautifully. What about it? How about it? All right. How about it? Okay. I've actually helped uh, another person uh, write things that we're considering putting into a book, a book about religious freedom. But the book that I'm talking to you about would be very different. For example, it would include a lot of information about Cloward and Piven and their creation of chaos, their deliberate creation of chaos in our country in order to overthrow the government and to have a communist government with a guaranteed income for every person because their chaos teaches that hard work will never get you ahead. The only way you can get ahead is with government redistribution. And so they go about creating this chaos in many different ways. And if you read about Cloward and Piven, their policies were so, so, so effective. One of their big Uh, goals was to destroy confidence in our voting. Oh, Cloward and Piven, I hate these guys. Uh, You told us about them before. Hey, listen, I'm just hearing that there were actually some other questions. James Rosen wasn't the only one. There was more chaos at that briefing today about the uh, whistleblowers. I'll have it when we come back. Be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, so some of these uh, mainstream media reporters getting up the nerve to ask about uh, Biden family corruption now that we have uh, more, even more evidence for the 1,000th time we have evidence. This time from the House Ways and Means Committee, that shocking text that looks like the Bidens are shaking down in real time a uh, Chinese, prominent Chinese official. All right, so we played the James uh, Rosen question, which was beautiful. Uh, they wouldn't answer. But uh, then some other people uh, started uh, chiming in. Uh, let's go. Curly wouldn't answer James's question, though. Are you going to answer the question? It's not, not a reasonable question to ask whether the President of the United States was involved, as this message seems to suggest, in some sort of a coercive conversation for business dealings by a son. Is that something, if he wasn't, then maybe you should tell us. So here's the thing, I, and I appreciate the question. I believe my colleague uh, at the White House Council uh, has answered this question already, has dealt with this, has uh, uh, made it very clear. I just don't have anything to share outside of what, what my colleagues have shared, uh, and so I would refer you to him and the, D- and the DOJ. Just not going to comment from here. I will, what I can tell you is I know that my colleague has dealt with this. He, he uh, addressed this at the White House Council. I just don't have anything else to share. In the I, just, I just answered yes the question. I just answered the question. Yes or no, was the president involved in the I just shakedown? Answer, Stephen, Stephen, I just answered the question. I just said, I just... This is, it's not up to you how I answer the question. I just answer the question by telling you my colleagues at the White House Council has dealt with this, and I would refer you to them. Go ahead. Can you just remind us what your colleague said from the White House Council so we have it? I would, I, would, I would refer you to them, and they will share their statement with all of you. Is your statements from that podium. You stated that the president stands by his comment from the 2020 campaign that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with his son. And you stood at that podium and you reaffirmed that. Do you stand by your reaffirmation? I, what I will say is nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. And I will leave it there. Anything else, I will refer you to the White House counsel. This is not a change? I just answered the question. You asked, You just asked me, do, does my statement change? I just told you nothing has changed. That's answering the question. Go ahead. 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 Stephen, 
I'm calling on your colleague right now. Go ahead. Thank you. To, to follow up on my colleague, is there anything that you can say with regard to this text message and what the president's son was alleging? Was the president there or not? I would refer you to my colleagues at the White House Council. They have addressed this, and I refer you to them. Ha! Huh. I like it. I like it. You know what? I was complaining. No feeding frenzy. No feeding frenzy. Oh, that was a little bit of a feeding frenzy. Granted, uh, there's no food there. <laughs> I mean, there's the, they're not there's the, 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 they're not putting anything out, but uh, they're trying, and uh, it's, they're not going to stop. I hope. I hope. You know, a couple of denials from Joe, and they all seem to move on. We won't be moving on. That was fantastic. I mean, it just. I mean, okay, yeah, it doesn't. It's not decisive. It doesn't really move the needle. But I liked it. I liked it. How about you guys? All right. Weekend is almost here, huh? How do we feel about weekends? Everybody loves the weekend. Was this a short week? Not really. Juneteenth didn't even feel like a three-day weekend, right? Juneteenth isn't a real holiday. I know they made it a federal holiday, but nobody knows what it is, so it hasn't really taken off. Um, Those poor people who were hurt uh, on Juneteenth at various Juneteenth celebrations all over the country, people who were killed on Juneteenth, they, some of these people would be alive if we did not have Juneteenth off, by the way. Just saying, all right? It's true, actually. There hasn't been enough public education about this uh, holiday, so nobody knows what to do. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, well, it's worse than mischief. There's the music. Many, many thanks. Uh, Diego, thank you. I'll see you guys later. All the best. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.